It's Elite POV. Coming live to your area on twitch.tv. Yo, it's clear to see when you open up your feed that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. We bring the heat to your screen every week cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. So understand every time that we speak that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. Our three letters is all you'll ever need cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Elite POV, where it's podcast time, and you know what that means. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this very special review episode of an incredible pay-per-view from this past weekend, AEW Full Gear. Uh, Ant is on vacation right now with his family, even though he is in the chat because he does not know how to take time off. We love you, Ant. <laughs> Go on vacation, please. Uh, we are rant without Ant. My, yeah, my name is Phil Cataldo, but today you can call me Sick Boy because I got really sick over the oh, weekend. Sick Boy's push the worst. Through. Sick Boy is the worst. We're going to push through for you guys because we love AEW, and I there's no way I was going to let Kyle and Jackie talk about AEW without me this week, especially with Ty Conti having a big match, but we'll get to that. And allow me to introduce my wonderful co-host, the draw, Jackie Rodriguez. What is up? AEW Full Gear was a freaking fire show when I finally got to watch it, that is. But uh, it was well worth the wait. Can't wait to talk about it with all you guys. And on the ones and twos, the producer Hoot, the Canadian Prince, Kyle Masters, what is up? That's right, producer Hoot, because I totally forgot to add the new intro to the countdown. I'm like, that's all right, guys, I got it. I got it right Even here. We were sitting we were sitting here for like half an hour before he's talking. <laughs> and I forgot to put in the new intro, but I got it in there. We're good. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the new intro. But what's going on, guys? Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I know I did watching that unreal pay-per-view. Um, I don't think it could have been any better than what we got. And AW just continues to raise the bar when it comes to these pay-per-view events. And they hit another Grand Slam home run with full gear. And I cannot wait now for 2022. It just looks like it's just going to keep getting... It's just going to go up higher and higher now. I, I, don't underst- I don't know where this bar is going to end. It just keeps going higher and higher after every pay-per-view. Yeah, remember it all out? We were like, best pay-per-view ever. Nothing's going to top that. A couple months later, full gear comes around. You're like, best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> Nothing's going to top that. This is a great time. It's a great time to be an AEW fan because they are they are hitting on all cylinders. And uh, shout out to Carrie. I want to start off the show right there. Your boy won. Hangman won that belt. No one, no one, but see, Carrie and Rob. That, that moment was for them. Day one, Hangman fans. Uh, that and also Carrie with the line of the century. She texted me as soon as the pay-per-view is over. And shout out to her because she's from the UK. So it was probably like four in the morning for her. God. But um, she texts me and goes, and that was the end of phase one of the AEW universe. Wow. That's a good point. Okay. It's a very, very good point because everything that they've done so far has led up to Hangman 
versus Kenny for the title. And we're going to start right off there. And I'm going to Kyle first because Kyle was talking a lot of shit last week. Right? Okay. <laughs> Let's, he wanted to Let's, see the world burn. He didn't want any of us to be happy and have our treats. Let's let's pump the brakes or you know whole easy boy easy let's I ain't I wasn't talking shit if we we can always go to the replay of the master plan my debut where we talked mm-hmm. about this match and I said that I would be happy to see Hangman win but I went with my gut and I got of course being a massive Kenny Omega fan I had to go for my boy and there was I was just telling these two right before the show there was a small instant. In that match where I'm like, I think Kenny's going to win. That's when the Bucks came out. When the Bucks came out, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Kenny's going to win for sure. And as soon as I got the first nod from Nick, I'm like, okay, it's over. I knew right then and there, bam, Hangman, was gonna, they're going to do this. They're going to go to the other side. Matt was going to do it. Sure enough, it happened. Delivers the second Buckshot Lariat and mm-hmm. one, two, three. Amazing. I love the whole thing they did after too with the Dark Order and the small thing that I, I saw a lot of people miss. I don't know how you didn't miss when Alex went to hand him the beer and Hangman yep. slapped it out of his hand and said, nah, no beer anymore. You guys, you know, gave yep. in for a big group hug. People missed that? I think yeah, that I was pretty obvious. That. I read yeah, a lot of like comments today it. that people missed that. I'm like, how'd you miss that? That was like the best part of like the, their whole celebration. Yeah. He slapped the beer yeah. out of their hands. And it's so much, like, minor storytelling that, like, all the background stuff, if you watch BTE, if you watch, you know, the countdowns, if, you know, whatever, all these things, social media, and how Hangman, his character has always been unsure of himself, and he's always turned to alcohol as a way to cope with it. So the perfect thing, I don't, like, just like you guys say, I don't know how the hell you missed that. <laughs> like, it, it was, like, front and center. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was a great moment to see the full Dark Order with Anna Jay there because, you know, remember for a lot of that run, Anna Jay was out on injury. So it's cool to see Anna Jay was also in that moment. They share a big hug. They hold Hangman up on their shoulders, which is it, it's so cool about AEW because, you know, leading up to it, right? Everybody's fantasy booking it for the last couple months, right? Hangman goes out to have a kid it all out. Everyone's all right. It's happening in full gear. We're fantasy booking it. And it it almost went perfectly to what everybody wanted, right? Even down to the Dark Order coming out. But, Jackie, I know you shed some tears when you were finally able to watch it. I shed a lot. Bleacher Report. Oh, no, you got to watch that live. That I did get to watch live, yeah. But what what did you think? And uh, explain to us how much you actually cried. Oh, my God. So I actually thought that because I had my brother and my sister-in-law with me that I was going to try to tough it out and not cry. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that failed completely. Um, That match was insane. There were so many close calls, and there were, honestly, a lot of points in the match where I was like, oh, shit, Kyle's going to be right, and Kenny's going to end up retaining. They played that out so beautifully because while it may have come across as a predictable outcome, they, they made it in such a way where you questioned it every step of the way. It could could have gone either way. And when the Young Bucks came out, I was literally screaming at my TV. I'm like, you you better. I'm like, I could like I was ready to like blacklist the Young Bucks forever. Cause I'm like, if you get involved in this match, you're dead to me. You didn't um, completely blacklist them for coming out with purple beards. <laughs> Pink. Nah, nah. They, Pink that beards. was that was great. That part of that part of it I popped Christ. for. Um <laughs> But yeah, just seeing that final payoff, and I know you shout out Carrie and shout out Rob for being day ones. I am also on the day one hangman. Adam Page wanted him to win at All Out, the original you know title match. But 
it was just so surreal. And seeing him like take that moment in, I'm a big old sap. I got so emotional. Um, and I just felt, I really allowed myself to feel that moment. So glad I was able to witness that match live as it happened. Cause it was, it was epic and it was beautiful. And we got it in the chat right now saying the nod of the seal of approval, like the bucks last year were in Kenny's corner because they didn't think hangman was the man. The nod was affirmation that it was his time. The story is so perfect. And it was like the nod heard around the world, right? It's just a, such a little a little thing, right? That if you look away for a second, you miss it. But if, if, you, if you're paying attention to all the little details, like Ant said, it just perfectly wraps the story up so beautifully. And it's just so awesome. And, and to me, that's what got me emotional was the nod. Because you understand the weight behind that right you understand mm -hmm. the story elements to that and 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 listen even down to the, the kenny stuff the promo that he cut before full gear last week on dynamite where he was like i don't know maybe we'll be friends one day like this is clearly like they're not heated enemies right like this is something that happened but they're still friends so like the bucks like kind of giving him his moment like hey this is your time you earned it like we're still friends we're just you know not really agreeing right now i thought that was pretty cool yeah, and then now it just makes you think, what happens now? Where are they going to go from here? And I have so many questions, and I thought we maybe get, like, a little tease on BT today. Um, BT was great if you guys haven't checked it out. And if you're not mm -hmm. watching BT, I don't know what you're doing with your life mm -hmm. because <laughs> BT is literally the best internet show, and it's for free for you guys to watch on YouTube. Um, they had, like, a little lot of funny stuff. They showed, like, Matt and Nick putting the pink in their beards and, Nick like almost choking to death from the spray paint. Um, you you get the Cutler footage from a lot of the matches that happened at Full Gear, and then they had like that that video at the end of like Hangman winning, and then the changing the nameplate oh, on the title belt made me cry, bro. Did you cry watching it? See, I'm, guys, don't take this the wrong <laughs> way. I'm not saying I'm not a Hangman fan. It's just you know I'm a Kenny Omega. Sean Spears, you know, those are my dudes. I would cry if it was like a moment like them. Like when Kenny first won the belt. So you're saying, I know you're saying heel. you only like Canadians, is what you're saying. Because you just oh God. Ethan Page. Well, hold up. Hold yeah. up. See, I teared up when CM Punk came back. Confirmed. Okay, I was okay, in the chat okay. with a bunch of people, including Jackie. She was there. I did yes. tear up when that happened. So, and True CM Punk story. is one of my like childhood heroes. I followed his entire career. But he, when I saw that, I was, you know, I was happy. I felt emotion. I didn't tear up. You know, takes a lot for me to tear up, to be honest, but I felt the emotion of that. And like even seeing his reaction when he first looked at that belt with his name on it and, mm -hmm. you know, his first world champion, his, sorry, his first world championship of his career. So, you know, it was awesome to see, but I'm, I'm curious to see now where, what happens from here, because does Kenny get pissed at the Bucks? For those, yeah. like he, there was two opportunities where they could have stopped hanging. Well, did you did you hear the rumor that Kenny might be taking an extended amount of time off because he's dealing with like some pretty oh. serious injuries that he's been working he through? He might need it. surgery. Yeah, and you know that too. Much respect for Kenny's reign. Half of his reign mm -hmm. was during the COVID era. Mm -hmm. um, he had to carry that belt and make it as prestigious as he can, being Kenny Omega through a COVID era. And then when we mm -hmm. came back, mm -hmm. you know, had to kind of fast track that momentum to make that championship as prestigious as possible for this moment right here. It was his, basically his title reign was a buildup of this moment right here. This was all leading to hangman wing. There was no other person in line after Kenny. It was always going to be hangman. It's been, it's been hangman since day one. So yep. props to Kenny Omega for being the longest 
a now the longest reigning AEW champion so far. No, it's Sheeta. Sorry, world champion. Oh yeah, okay. The the men's belt, mm-hmm. world champion so far, yeah, yeah. longest mm-hmm. reigning. So we'll see what happens with Hangman, but I'm very curious to see what happens here. I want to know if Kenny is going to be pissed and if he needs to take an extended leave of time. Maybe they just do like a segment where you know, like the Bucks are trying to talk to Kenny, and Kenny's just like no and leaves the building. And then we don't see him for a while, and he goes and Maybe. throws up. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Because he did – there was a video. I don't know if you guys seen this guy. Um, very famous YouTube chiropractor has done a work on a lot of wrestlers mm-hmm. and a lot of famous people. So he did a Kenny yeah. one. I still have to watch it because Carrie sent me the video, and I still haven't watched it yet. But he did Kenny Omega a few days ago. I think it got released on the 11th. Um, 11 which is funny. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all connected. But uh, yeah, he did. He did Kenny Omega, and he did a lot of work on Omega. So I'm assuming he's he's got some nagging injuries, and it was a lot in his neck and shoulder, which you know we've seen before when he's wrestled those uh, that uh, suction cup therapy, whatever yeah. that's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So if he does have linger injuries, I mean, he should take some time off to heal those because what a rain, and he's had to carry that belt and go through match after match and still defend it. Um, you know, you, it's better to have a fully healed Kenny when he comes back and mm-hmm. whatever they decide to do with them, whether they decide to go the CM Punk route. It'd be cool to do yeah. something different, you know, yeah. like just to get let somebody else get some uh, of that time that, uh, you know, Kenny was getting a lot of time on TV. So let somebody mm-hmm. else get that time. He heals up. And then, hey, maybe we get, you know, Kenny and Punk at double or nothing or, you know, we can kind of see what happens. But, you know, there's another match that I want to jump to. And it's my personal favorite actual match. I think the best moment we can all agree is Hangman winning the belt. But I think from Mm -hmm. bell to bell, my favorite match of the night was MJF versus Darby Allin. Oh, man. Now, Jackie, what did you think of this match? Okay, so on the first watch, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. And it didn't take until the second watch, I would say, where I started really noticing more of the nuance in the match. Um, Because when I first watched it, I was like, wow, this match is being conducted primarily like MJF's pacing. And you're just so used to Darby, like throwing caution to the wind from the minute the bell rings to the minute, you know, somebody's counted three on the mat. So yeah, I was actually like really surprised on the second watch through that I was like, damn, this was a really good match because at first i was like oh you know aw has that signature of opening every show with a really fire Mm -hmm. match and so i don't know if it was that i was judging it more or less against that formula where i was like it didn't feel like the greatest opening match but for two younger guys um like i can't really think of many situations where it's two of the i guess the pillars or the you know, the younger the guys, <laughs> not the, 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 not the, the pillows. pillows. Sorry, Jim Ross, but that like, that was bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was like, there wasn't an, a more experienced competitor in the match to rely on to carry the match. So it was just the two of them. And I think that there were a lot of spots where I was like, damn, that was really good storytelling there. MJF sold the shit out of that knee injury when he did the pile driver on the ring apron. That was classic. I loved that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, for what it was, it wasn't my favorite match on the card, but it was a, it was a really surprisingly good match between two of them. That was longer than I thought that was going to be, that was a lot longer than I thought that match. It was a 30 minute match. Yeah. They, I was sitting there at the Mm -hmm. clock and I had my buddy, not this Phil, but 
No Cell Phil, I call him, um, which we got confused in the group chat about this because people funny. thought I was referring yeah. to this Phil. Um, yeah. But um, I, I looked at the wa- my watch. I'm like, dude, this match is about to cross a 28-minute mark. And I'm like, this is insane. And they're opening the pay-per-view. I didn't think this match was going to open the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be the tag team championships. I thought that match was going to open the pay-per-view. I sat there in the pre-show going up there. I think it's going to be a tag team titles because Lucha Brothers and FTR, they're going to get the crowd absolutely hyped as hell for a tag team match, but this match did it. And my God, did they, these two ever put on the match to prove why they're known as the pillars for this company, mm-hmm. this match right here. If everyone asks what makes MJF or Darby or Sammy Guevara or, uh, jungle boy, jungle boy, the, the pillars of this company, you show them this match, you show mm-hmm. them this match and you make them watch it from start to finish because, they absolutely showed why they're the pillars in the future of this company. It, it, both men put on an exceptional match, and my boy MGF got it done. Just and, and like to I me, said. Yeah, you were right. And to me, the, the the funny thing is like, I don't know about you guys, but you know, every week on Dynamite, I'm always like, there's no way a match is going to get cut. There's no way they're going to have enough time. They're going to go over. It's always – and then with this pay-per-view starting with a 30-minute match, two 30-minute matches, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that it's going to go to like 1 a.m. It's a pay-per-view, right? They don't have yeah. to stop at midnight. There's no way. And they still – like the the timing that Tony Khan has and whoever's helping him back there with the match timing is like literally perfection because it is to the second. Because the fact that you open a four-hour pay-per-view with a 30-minute match that's not even for a title, a 30-minute match, and you still have the time to do everything that you have to do with the celebration in the end – uh, in in your last match, your most important match, just kudos to everybody they, involved. They ended it at eleven fifty nine, like on the dot. Yeah, yeah. it was real. Close. I looked at the watch and I'm I, my watch and I'm like, oh my god, this match, this paper ended at eleven fifty nine, right in the dot. I'm like, they nailed it. They nailed everything in this in this whole entire paper, especially with match times. And I thought the and I was going through and I'm looking through and I'm and I'm seeing that last second to last match the. Uh, inner circle and the America's top team where I, I sat there going like, this may be a little bit too long. <laughs> I had, but then Maybe. It, I didn't think it was going to be that long. It ended up being longer than I thought, but they still did put on a decent match. But uh, yeah, that beginning match, whew, that was a it's it, absolute fire. Yeah. And, and like you said, perfect proof to what AEW is, right? People, you know, I've seen a lot of talk, on you know Twitter the last couple of days and it's like oh the all the WWE pool. guys you have the four you have the two started the show the two ended the show not WWE guys and and you yeah you have WWE guys in the middle I mean they're super talented how you're not you're gonna hire people if they get released doesn't matter where they come from if they're talented they're talented whatever but you 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 bookend your show with homegrown talent right yeah Kenny was from Japan but still like he's like. AW heartbeat, you know what I mean? So it's Half like the WWE's roster are not even fr- are from other places. <laughs> like yeah, their exactly. argument doesn't so matter. Like, <laughs> just watch the show. Stop yeah. finding fucking ways to hate it. Yeah, craziness. <laughs> but now you did bring it up, and I know it's a match that we all dread talking about. Um, so let we we might as well just get it over with now. Oh God. Um, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. Now listen, okay. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I I fell asleep the night that full gear happened and it's because of this match now no disrespect to anybody involved in the match i just really couldn't care and kyle hit it right on the head 
on last week's show saying that they were going to be the the match before the main event the cool down match the cool down match before everybody gets up for the main event which i don't know if you guys and we could talk about this too the crowd did seem to lose steam about midway through the show and then started to pick up towards the end so i'm happy they had a cool down match before the main event and it's right but, isa our, our girl isa got shown singing judas oh, yeah. that yeah. was the best part of the match is yeah. isa possibly, the demon yes. diva herself no 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 singing no, 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 no. You guys are both wrong. The best part of the match was the ending of the match. Not to say, like, finally it was over. The massive respect and oh, yeah. tribute to Eddie Guerrero and mm-hmm. ending the match on a frog splash, no doubt. Because there's, yep. there's always people that pay tribute. They do the three amigos. There's a frog splash in other matches, but that match doesn't end there. But the fact that they end this match with Jericho pointing to the heavens, doing the frog splash and winning with that frog splash, yep. boom. Perfect. And we saw that a lot throughout the night, right? We saw Nyla Rose do a a frog splash through the great women's match in the pre-show. We saw uh, the three amigos in the tag team match done twice by Dax. And then was it Penta that did it? Yeah. 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 So that was awesome. There was little tributes all throughout the night. Can't believe it's already been 16 years, guys. And it was in, and to make it even crazier, Eddie Guerrero died in that city. 16 years ago on full gears night wow. oh really i, didn't, I yeah. didn't even realize that that was the same yeah it was the same city that's same crazy. city that's it's almost nuts. like it's meant to be right yeah and that, that's moments what, in time that's what made it even more special to me too because my buddy and i didn't know at the time and when jericho did that my buddy looked at me and goes you know this was the city that he died in and i'm like what Jeez. i'm like oh my god like that just and then there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a, another celebration, but just Sammy and Jericho embracing and pointing up and looking up. I'm like, perfect, perfect, perfect right? And 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 Jackie, unless you want to say something about this match, that's all we need to talk about this match. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty- I mean, like I said, like to you guys earlier, I feel like the match to me, the highlights were in the last like maybe five five minutes of the match. Sam, uh, Sammy diving off that freaking yeah, ladder, doing the Jeff Hardy spot. Holy shit. I like I freak out every time somebody does one of these high spots, but it's just like when you're getting on the top of a ladder and you see that thing like rocking back and forth, crazy. So between Can you that- imagine being Aubrey and Jericho in that moment, like being holding the ladder and looking up and watching the ladder like sway because <laughs> he's trying to get his balance and you know that like yeah. you need to hold on to this ladder with all your body weight. Where do they get these big yeah, ladders no, from? No, these are no huge ladders. Pressure. Uh <laughs> Santana throwing himself out into the uh, the audience. That was freaking crazy, too. So it's mm-hmm. like those moments were like the big moments to me. Everything else was just like, you know, I've been very vocal about how I felt about this match. I don't need to say anything more. Um, <laughs> it was too long. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Well, <laughs> listen, we got through it. it. It served its purpose. Now we can move forward, hopefully, with different things for these guys. But to make up for talking about this match, Jackie... Let's get into your boys, our boys. <laughs> FTR yeah. versus the Lucha Pinnacle, Bros baby. for the Tag Team Championships. Incredible match. Jackie, I want to start with you. What did you think? That match is, I think I've watched the match at least three times since yesterday afternoon. Freaking unbelievable. For starters, the robes, the FTR robes. Where can I get one of those? Because yep. those were freaking badass. Mm-hmm. I loved them. I loved that touch every time that it's like, okay, now this like when you get those big match situations, like bring out the special gear, Tully with that freaking black and gold jacket, fire. Um, but to me, it was just like right out the bat, 
it's just like you have two of the most cohesive tag team units in the company, perhaps in wrestling, you can argue. Um, they're just always so in sync. Everything feels like effortless with these guys. Um, I know a lot of people like to use the term chemistry when it comes to FTR and they like to say, oh, well, FTR has chemistry with this team, with that team, with the other team. And I remember an interview they did a while back where they were saying, it can't be chemistry with everybody, brother. You know, it's just <laughs> either you're great or you're not. Mm-hmm. And freaking FTR is the most adaptable team out there. Oh, yep. You have the Lucha Brothers, you know their style. For, and shout out to the Lucha Brothers too. I know I'm a big old FTR mark, but the Lucha really? Brothers. I wouldn't have, t- really I wouldn't have thought. Should, I know you wouldn't have thought by my, you yeah. know, my Superana <laughs> shirt. Yeah. No, the Lucha Brothers are like, they fully displayed why they are in the top spot of that company. But something interesting happened in that match. And this is so you could see when heel work is great heel work. Me being the FTR mark that I am, you would think that it's like I'm praising them the entire time. I absolutely want them to win. They healed it up so well in that match that somewhere in the midway point, I think it was probably just after Cash hit, uh, was it Penta with the belt? Mm -hmm. And Dax goes for the pin and I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, not like that. Like, (laughs) I was like livid. And I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm like, oh my God, that's the best feeling when you're getting completely sucked in to like what the story they're trying to tell. Freaking incredible match. The only thing I will say, the ending felt- There was no picture in picture. Don't even start. Thank God for that. But the (laughs) ending felt- Slightly anticlimactic. I liked it though. The Superanas, like man, they made their they made an appearance it, and they, they pinned it, the wrong person. So your boys have a gripe <laughs> with this match yep. that they pinned yeah, the it, non-person. Yeah. Rick, Rick Knox has never seen a tag made in his entire life. All right, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, come on, for for like believability purposes, we all know that Rick Knox is the blindest ref in the history. Hey, of, like, you leave him alone. Me. You leave my boy Rick Knox no, alone. Yes, I I, inter- nice I interviewed him blind. one time. <laughs> Blind, Kyle. How do you not see for one Cash's hair sticking out the back of the the, ma- the mask? How He's do you my referee. I'm in his pay How pocket, do you not boy. see this freaking big ass tattoo that Cash has on his shoulder? There's a lot going on. There's 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 like three mask guys in the ring. It's a lot of confusion. It was. I. You know what it was. I guess I thought too far ahead and when that happened i thought rick knox was going to notice and he was gonna be like yay what the hell wrong guy going to notice rick knox has never noticed anything (laughs) and i thought the match would continue from there and then the 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 ending move felt like it just fell a little bit flat to me especially because the match was so fire the entire time i'm not saying that it took anything away from the match i'm not saying that i completely hated it it just didn't feel they could have done a better job of doing that maybe it almost felt like they they were calling time and they're like, guys, you gotta like finish this shit. We're like running out of time. And then yeah, they, because like we said end. earlier, bro, they're on the ball. Yo, yeah. you got the camera work minutes, not twenty two minutes, not twenty <laughs> minutes. You got yeah. twenty one minutes. <laughs> the camera work didn't help either because like I didn't see uh, was who got rolled in the ring. It was Cash who got rolled into the ring, but we didn't see mm-hmm. Dax at all. I'm like, I thought we would at least see Dax come up on the apron with a mask on as well. But like Dax stayed hidden underneath the rain, it kind of looked yeah, like I, so I know what was going on, and Tully looked confused as all hell. And like, and then they did the three yeah. count, and I'm like, oh, 
that's how we're doing it. And then he pulled the mask off. Then I was like, oh, the illegal man got pinned. So now they have a gripe. The story. Yeah. And then they're going to face each other at Triple Mania in December for the Triple A belts. Yep. Which is interesting now. Our Lucha Brothers is going to win both belts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to look forward to. And uh, it was an incredible match, right? Like everything Jackie said is 100% true. Uh, Dax is just so goddamn good. Like it's in everything he does. It's unreal. But uh, Kyle, what did you think of the match? I thought it was an, an insane match, and Jackie nailed, nails it right in the head. Like the FTR are are one of the best teams in the world for a reason because they can adapt with any team out there. That's what makes you a great tag team. If you can't adapt to every team and have a great match with any kind of team, then you know you're just you're 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 an all right tag team. You know it's not it's not your thing. But because FTR are on that, and I'll you know pun intended, they're on that elite level. They can produce great tag teams with any style of wrestlers, high flyers like the Lucha Brothers. If they had a match with, say, um, Bear Country, you know, big bruiser-type characters, I'm sure that they can have an amazing match with those, those uh, that kind of style of a tag team. If they had they had matches with the Young Bucks in the past, and, you know, Young Bucks are kind of like a hybrid style of, like, high-flying and and ground game, and they still have an, an, an insane match together, an insane chemistry. So FTR and the Lucha Brothers... I think they produce a really good good match. I still think the all-out match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers is still the best Lucha Brothers match yeah, to date. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here now, especially because what they did at the end, uh, FCR does have a gripe with the ending of that match. I don't know if that's going to be used to have FTR put over the next number one contenders. So I think that'd be a smart way to do it. Um have FTR say like they should be number one contenders and have this other team come in and say, no, no, you know, maybe they won a couple of matches and they're number one ranked and, you know, they have a match for like the number one contendership. And then that puts F that makes FTR put over whoever. And, you know, they're in the chat. Proud and powerful might be that team. It might, we might yeah. get FTR and proud and powerful. Maybe on like the first dynamite on TBS for the number one contender, and that number one contender goes on to Revolution to face the Lucha Brothers, and that be yep. proud and powerful. Phil and I will be in the house for that. So hell yeah, because Jackie's TBS the best. TBS. That's Jackie's how I would book it personally. Best. So, but hey. I love the match; it was amazing. Now, and it got me though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Now listen, I can't wait no longer. All right, I was gonna do this a little later, but I can't wait no longer. I need to talk about it. All right, <laughs> Todd Conti versus Britt Baker, and first of all, before we even get into the match. Good and bad entrances. Let's talk about how just perfect Ty Conti's entrance is. You want to make someone look like a megastar. You want to make somebody stand out and look super cool. You have that entrance. She comes out with the the half American, half Brazilian flag. Very similar to Thunder Rosa, right? With the makeup on. Just it it was perfect. I see Jackie right here. I'm going to steal one of your notes, right, that I'm looking at right now. (laughs) If MMA-like, right? It did mm-hmm. it very much feel MMA-like, which I thought was incredible. And as the Ty Conti guy, it's the best she's ever looked. And, you know, we, we give I've given Britt Baker a lot of shit because she's not the best wrestler. She's the best character, best at finding cameras. But she brought something out of Ty Conti that just brought her to a whole nother level, right? And... I think the best thing that AEW does is, and I was thinking about this all day when thinking about the matches. So, like, if I had to bet my life, I would have bet that Britt Baker was going to win, 
right? In the two and a half years that AEW has done this and what we saw in the main event, whenever there's a title change, um, there's somewhat of a story attached to it that goes longer than a few weeks, right? And this Ty Conti mm-hmm. Britt Baker thing has only been going on for a few weeks. So it's not long enough to see a title change. But with all that being said, and this is why I love AEW so much, is they got me. There were moments in that match that I was like, Ty Conti's going to fucking win. Because, like, the way that they booked the match, the way the match flowed, uh, every time Britt tried to cheat to win, Ty would find a way out of it. She kept getting out of the, the submission and all this stuff. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, she's going to win. To the point where, like, when the match was over, like, I needed, like, a second because I got, like, pretty sad that she didn't win, even though, like, I predicted she wasn't going to win. But, you know, everything from that moonsault she hit, which is, like, come on. And then we see on Twitter afterwards that Sammy Guevara was helping her with the moonsault, and that's why she did it. And it's just, like... I'm so proud of her and so happy for everything that she's doing. And it's just like, you know, it, it, it's awesome to see that they're giving different women the chance to shine. We saw Statlander versus Britt Baker at All Out. Now we got to see Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. We got that great women's match, like I said, on the pre-show. So, I mean, listen, that AEW women's division is fantastic. And other than Ruby Soho, it's all the women that have been here from the start. So it, it's great to see. But... Kyle, you are also a huge Ty Conti fan. So what did you think of this match? I am a huge Ty Conti fan. I've been a fan of her. Like, if There's actually still YouTube videos of me reviewing the, uh, what's it, the, the women's. The May Young Classic. The May Young Classic and mm-hmm. me hyping Ty Conti and being a mark throughout that entire tournament for her. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you nailed right in the head. Like, even her entrance, that was insane. That was so well done. And the fact that, like, the, the face paint, making it a big fight feel, the gear that's inspired with the Brazilian colors, she, mm-hmm. she nailed it right on to make this championship match a big fight feel. And they both did. You had Britt come out with uh, the guitars from Fozzie that played her theme song. Um, so far, I've not really been uh, impressed with the whole instrumentals that been, they've been doing with entrances. They, I think they've sounded a little... Uh, oh, yeah, dude. That they sound a little thing. off. The same um, guitars. It was the same guy from Fozzie. Yeah. Okay. So like it, it went a little better this time though, because okay. it wasn't completely a cappella. There was actual her theme was playing and he was just sort of playing over it. So at least he was able to keep time. But I was saying, Oh my god, as soon as I saw a guitar player, I'm like, please don't let us have a repeat. Listen, of and this isn't a, really a knock on him. All live mm-hmm. music being played to the ring is usually bad because there's yeah. like a, a delay. In mm-hmm. the sound reaching everybody and then reaching the telecast like there's that like split second delay so it, it always throws it off plus like you hear the same intro every week right like you hear her intro every week you know how it goes you know she's supposed to be at this point when the song like adam cole you right? know what they should they do then here i have an, I have an idea you know they should, they should work, do it do a live version of it but record it have it recorded in like a studio and have it playing on the yep. screen with Britt baker in it then she makes her entrance you know what i mean like yep. she walks away from the stage and it's her walking into the arena that they could have done better. something like yeah. that i think that would be really cool uh, but as for and the jersey match- jersey in the chat saying he wants to see ty versus serena deeb that match happened earlier this year yeah go it's back and watch that it's dope. yeah um but this match itself you nail it too when you were saying that aw has been great We'll do great things in a championship match where you know it's going to be one side. You know, like the champion's going to retain, but they'll make you think that the other the other opponent could win at times during the match. And there was so many times in this match mm-hmm. where I turned to my buddy Phil and I went, "Yo, they might lose the belt tonight. This might be like 
the big shock of the night. And this, we, we might get a title change here. And he was at me. He's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but I was like, dude, but look, look what just happened. <laughs> yeah. like, she just pulled off a moonsault and she took Britt to the limit. I think this was been Brett's best match when she, as, as champion and probably in all of AEW, I've never seen Britt have a better match. Close to the Thunder Rosa match, but that's like on another level because they went hardcore and they started using yeah, like yeah. every mm-hmm. weapon in the book. Um, mm-hmm. But this has been the best wrestling match that Brits had yep. in AEW. And Tay mm-hmm. Conti, like you said, she went to another level with this match as well. She took it to another level. We've seen how good Tay Conti has been. I think she was that good plus in this match. She went to that next level. And now I, I, I would do it. I would say it right now. I think Tay Conti is the second best wrestler in this company. And I'm, I'm still putting Britt ahead of her. I know in the ring, I still think Tay Conti's a lot better in ring. But overall, Britt's still going to be number one right now. She's red hot no matter where if she goes. If we're going overall, right? Yeah. I would probably, even though I love her, I'd probably still put her like third or fourth. Because you got to put Serena and you got to put yeah. uh, Thunder Rosa above her. Serena's just in opinion. ring for me, though. She's not done anything for me to believe anything else. Like, yeah, prom- I guess character-wise, yeah. not. But, and, and, and Jermaine in the chat. How much for Phil to wear the same face paint that Tay wore? Listen, <laughs> I will make everybody this promise right now, but you have to remind me because I will forget. The next time I meet her, I will do that face paint. If we get to a thousand yes, Twitter followers, please. get us to a thousand Twitter followers, she'll, Phil will do it for one episode. Jeez. Oh, a hundred percent. I need to figure out who's gonna do it for me because I don't know how to do makeup. <laughs> you got like a that. wife? There you go. Just go to her makeup tree yeah. and be like, "What can you nah. do for me, Brit?" No, uh, she's, she's will, not a makeup no, person. I got a sister-in-law who's big into makeup. She'll do it for me. <laughs> She'll do it for me. If we get if we get to a thousand Twitter followers before the end of the year, there our first show in 2022. I will do it. Walk it. Go somewhere where they do makeup and be like, "What can you do for me?" Come on. If I lived closer <laughs> to you, I would do it. Yeah. But well, you know. Yeah, you're, you're pretty, uh, good. You're I mean, pretty good at makeup, that, I think. We can we can get to that uh the the Nork show like eight hours early, and you can sit there in the parking lot and be like, <laughs> "It won't take eight hours to do that. That's pretty basic stuff." But oh, it, oh sorry. <laughs> anyways, but what did you and, think of the match, but, Jackie? But yes, overall, I thought that this was Taikanti's best showing. Completely, she just like. I'm so proud of her. And that sounds like such a weird thing to say because she doesn't know me from like a freaking hole in the wall. But to see the way that she's progressed after knowing what she went through and the depression that she hit when she was Mm -hmm. let go from the WWE. And then Mm -hmm. that feeling of like, how am I going to, you know, recapture that lightning in a bottle? Mm -hmm. And she's done it tenfold. And that's because she's been given the platform to do it. And it's not a knock on Brit, you know, obviously Brit is the champion and, you know, she's in the, in the top spot for a reason, but I just felt like this was Taikanti's moment. Like this was her arrival. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, it was an absolutely beautiful thing to see. The, uh, the only thing I will say is that every time that a really spectacular women's match happens like this, it really exposes the lack of matches like this on the regular it shouldn't have to wait to a pay-per-view for us to get these fire matches these women are capable they are so talented and just given the platform can we get more than one woman's match at dynamite yeah please we get more than one women's match on the actual card for an AEW pay-per-view i know that that's a constant you know criticism that we hear back and forth but it's just like when you see something this 
great. You want to see more of it. So mm -hmm. that's my only dear AEW task. Like, please give us more of these women's matches. That's one thing like they're going to have to be careful, AEW, is now that they have a massive, I don't want to say massive roster, but they have a, a lot of talented people now. The rosters consist of a lot of talented people. They're going to be treading waters where, okay, we're going to have to start not booking some talented people on pay-per-views because we're going to have too many. And if we try to book it all in one show, it's going to get oversaturated. We might get to a point like that. I don't believe AW can get to an oversaturated point because they, they, it looks like they can, but they knock it out of the park like this pay-per-view. If you look at this pay-per-view mm -hmm. from the outside, there's a lot of talent on this pay-per-view where you could have gone in and said, man, they're going to do a four-hour show. This might be oversaturated, but they did a good job. But delivering properly but now that like you know the forbidden door key is getting open when things get back to normal look at this they just brought in jay lethal we don't know who else from new japan yep. might make the jump future wwe That's stars making the jump jay lethal is fucking yeah. awesome and then the future yeah. wwe stars that are predicted to come over like they're gonna get to a point where they're gonna have to stop booking main event talent on the show and and in order to do that to have, and I agree with mo having more women on the show, they're going to have to start making those sacrifices sooner rather than later. Yeah, and yeah. they should. There's absolutely room for it. Not every, you know, yeah, there's a lot of talent, but not every talent has to be featured on a pay per view. I don't think it's asking too much to add a yeah, second. It's like, it's, it's like NXT takeovers, right? It, it's mm -hmm. you put the best stories on the card that you need to do, and then stuff that just like the Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy thing, right? Like you do that on Rampage. Like, yeah. There's reports that it was supposed to be on the card, but it got taken off due to time restraints. And it's like, good, because that, that match doesn't belong on this card, right? Mm -hmm. That match doesn't have the hype that any of these match, even the Inner Circle versus Americans top team had more hype than that match. So, like, I agree with both of you, 100%. They're going to have to start making some tough decisions. And we're going to see a lot bigger matches on Dynamite and Rampage leading up to the pay-per-views <laughs> to give people some time. And, and listen, stop putting the women on the pre-show. Right, like I, I don't want to see that second woman's match on the card and put one of these other matches on the pre-show. I do have right? a gripe about that. AW does the pre-shows a lot better than what we're used to in WWE. WWE's pre-show was a demotion. Pre-shows yep. in AW are a way to buy your to get pay-per-view buys yeah. and to hype mm -hmm. the show. And AW's mm -hmm. done a fantastic job at putting on pre-show matches to get you hyped for the show. And the purpose of this pre-show was to highlight the TBS championship, which they mentioned throughout the entire pre-show. They did not shut up about the, the TBS championship, <laughs> which is what you're supposed to do and building up these four women because the the two were, you know, they're facing each other in this next round. I was okay with, the, with them being in the pre-show for that purpose. And if you look at all the other pre-shows they've done and their other pay-per-views, they've all been high-level matches to get people to buy the pay-per-view and to see what all AW is all about because it is free on YouTube. And for someone maybe new to AW and is hesitant on buying the pay-per-view, they'll go to that and watch it first, and that will sell them on the rest of the pay-per-view. Oh, 100% right. I just I just want to see some of the guys in that spot yeah, and, yeah. And, and let that woman's match come to the card. But um, speaking of uh, big matches that were on the card, Super Click versus Jurassic Express. Now... What a war, right? What what oh, a God. great match. Yeah. A, a lot of great spots, right? Um, There's only one moment. <laughs> There's only one moment in this match that sticks out to me out of everything in this match. What was that? It's Luchasaurus doing a shooting star press. Oh, my God. With, oh, little, to no, yeah. with little to no room at all and nailing it and not getting, not getting anybody hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. What the hell? Like, it was just – and I'll start with you, Kyle. What did you think of the match as a whole, including oh. that spot? 
this I knew this match going into it that this was going to be a match of the night candidate, like one of them, and it nailed everything. They did such a great job. They went above and beyond what I thought this match was going to be because we all knew it was going to be false count anywhere. So, okay, they're going to go up the stage. They're going to go into the crowd. They're going to do crazy stuff. They did so much in this from weapons to uh, – was it the thumbtack knee pads? Oh to my god! Yeah, Christian mm-hmm. jump. Christian at his age, ju- jumping off like fifteen feet high onto ceramic floor over Cutler, uh, Nakazawa, and uh, I think it was Nick Jackson. So like for Christian to do that at his age, come on, man! On concrete floor, there's no padding there. He climbed up, yeah. and this man at his age was able to do that and still continue on. The match was incredibly insane. And if you guys didn't see. If you watch BTE, you actually get to see how Christian and Matt got up, or Nick got up there. There's footage in BTE of them going through the back, fighting in an elevator, running that like Nick is running away from Christian through the concession stands, and they That's got all the way to that point. So great, yeah. Right? Shout out to Contract Cutler, man. Yeah, he yeah. had to run. He, <laughs> he was running for that. You shot. can hear him. Oh, oh wait. Oh, that's all you can hear. <laughs> I gotta get Nick. I gotta get Nick. <laughs> Love it, dude. I love it. But Jackie, what'd you think of the match? It was insanity, pure insanity. Um, I die inside a little bit every time somebody gets a handful of thumbtacks shoved in their mouth. I'm like, I don't care. I try to rationalize and think like, okay, well, maybe they're not real thumbtacks. Maybe it's like a little like gimmicked a little bit, but it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's the visual of it that just like it, I, I die. Yeah. No cell phone was like, oh, he could swallow that. Like he was screaming. Like That's he what was I'm always screaming. thinking. I'm like, what if you swallowed and then you swallowed thumbtacks? Then what? Like, what do you, how do you even come back from? Listen, but, I um, see Ant in the chat doing a shout out me account. Let's shout out to Jamie Strange because let me fucking tell you something. Jungle Boy walked out there with those goddamn jeans on and I got hot flashes. So. <laughs> Yo, that's what I was saying. I was that's like, a jungle man, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even dawn on me that it's a, it's a, you know, no holds barred, false count anywhere kind of match that we would see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in denim. Like, that yep. didn't even. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I didn't know I needed this, but hey, I'm here for it. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was just like Nick Jackson and his freaking pink mustache. Another thing you should catch on BTE was the the making of that freaking mustache. Freaking hilarious. Um, But there was one thing that, like, I kept questioning. And I don't know if it's just because he's ultra babyface. Jungle Boy and his hesitation to hit the concerto twice. Like, first time, he missed the opportunity because he stalled. Second time, he begrudgingly did it. And I'm like, what story are they trying to tell here with him not wanting to hit Adam Cole with a chair? They, like, they, like, they're trying to give him a little bit of edge, a little bit of fire, right? He's like yeah. the, the uber baby face. Right? We've seen this story in NXT before with Bailey, right? Where they're like, Bailey is such a good guy. She doesn't want to break the rules. But like sometimes, you know, when you're in these heated storylines, you got to push further, right? You got to do things that are out of your character when, you know, you're being attacked. And I think I, I personally loved it because I love that. Like Jungle Boy is such like for teenagers and kids, right? But like, Oh, and everybody knows how good he is, right? Everyone wants to work with him, especially Adam Cole. So let's give him a little bit of an edge, right? And and having right. him do the concerto, I think, was great. Huh. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the spot. Oh, yeah, good oh, point. That is, see good see point. what you did there. No, I'm like, I I thought it was a good thing, like, but it was more like I was questioning, was it a callback to something that I missed or was it just him, like, you know, 
going over, like you said, getting that extra edge um, because he is such a pure, unadulterated freaking baby face. Oh, the but day he goes overall, heel is going to be a big deal. Yeah, overall. <laughs> Never. They, oh, he will. Jurassic Express and Christian were my picks to win. And I'm so glad that they did because I feel like they really needed the win to gain that momentum, push Jungle Boy to the freaking moon. And, um, but overall, freaking phenomenal match. Lost my breath several times. Oh, so yeah. great. Now, speaking of phenomenal matches, let's go to a match that oh, is AJ a lot of here? us thought, well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of us thought had the potential to be match of the night. And that's Malachi Black and Andrade versus Pac and Cody Rhodes. Kyle, what'd you think of this match? Oof. This was, a th- again, like I just said in the last match, this was one of the ones where I'm like, okay, this could be match of the night too. Um, the whole time I was just like, damn, man. Like the crowd, I just, I was laughing for most of this match at the crowd's reaction to whenever Cody got tagged in or whatever, whenever Cody did something in this match, the crowd booed the hell out of Cody Rhodes. And every time, every time, Crazy. man. I, I quote all the time. He's John Cena himself, to be honest. Yep. He's the baby face that gets booed. And he's gotten to that point because I, I really don't know how it's really gotten to this point. I can't really. I, I'm trying to think back. I'm like, where did where did I pinpoint? Where was the first time he started getting booed? It was like when he first started doing the. It was the it was the after he did the um that like American promo against yeah, it was against the go go food. Yeah. Oh, OK, that's where it started. So like. Are the crowd just booing him now to get him to go heel, or are they booing him because from that and they're never going to stop booing him? I think they're just booing him to be cool. I think okay. it's a mob it's a cool mentality thing. situation. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's it's hilarious, and I love that he feeds off it. I love that he's not overreacting to it, and he did tease the pedigree run. That's right, I said in the chat there. I love that he teased the pedigree, and then the, the commentators uh, kind of like – Threw it to the side and oh, he tried to go for the tire driver 67 or whatever it was. And I'm like, no, no, no. We know what he was trying to do. <laughs> like, yeah, we all yeah. know what he was trying to do. But it was a great match. Great, great match. Uh, I thought it was uh, entertaining. I did pick. I thought Team Black was going to win here. I really did. Um, mm-hmm. But they gave Pac the big nod with the, with the, the victory here. And um, I'm very, very interested to see where black goes from here because we, big things I noticed out of this was his entrance was a, it's, it's, it's probably one of the best entrances in the company. It is so mm-hmm. well so produced. Um, the makeup's gotten bigger. It's now half of his forehead is painted. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all, it's basically almost half his face and the, the eye, the eye he puts that contact in and the horns are huge too. Yeah. They, they and they're bigger. They're, they're thicker. <laughs> And mm-hmm. they're like, they're more like devil horns now than they like they, they oh. used to be kind of like antlers. Like, he looks know, so good. I oh, I think yeah. I saved a picture on my phone. Someone took like a really nice shot and edited it, and I'm like, oh my god, these these photo edits of Black's entrance are everything. And the Yo, best Rob's part, pictures, incredible the, perfection. But the best part of this whole thing with Malachi Black is it's all him. Look mm-hmm. what happens when you mm-hmm. give this guy the creative freedom. Look what he creates, and it's amazing. So I cannot wait. <laughs> for and pop me in the chat sorry uh, i cannot wait for the future of malachi black and uh house of black uh, apparently he and eddie kingston were hurt i read that it wasn't serious um they just mm-hmm. didn't fly to do the signings on sunday so hopefully it's not too bad you know it may take a week or two to rest up but i'm very interested to see where black goes from here 
I don't know if he continues with Cody or is this partnership with Andrade going to end automatically because they kind of just partnered up for looks like for full gear. I'm very curious to see, but I, I like the match. I thought yeah. it was really nice. Yeah, Jackie, what did you think? So I literally audibly gasped when Malachi Black's entrance hit. There's something about the imagery of it. It's just so breathtakingly it's I don't want to say beautiful because it's so dark, but mm. it's just like it's like watching a demonic movie, like a yeah, very demonic movie. Work, I get that same feeling. Yeah, it's just it it takes your breath away. That's yeah. all I can describe it as. Um, I liked the fact that they played to the dissension in both teams um, because you're thinking these are two teams that are thrown together. Would they really be working together if it wasn't for the fact that they have a common agenda? Probably not. Um Cody, man, like you said, like I actually feel bad sometimes. I'm not going to lie because the the level of hate that this guy gets is like, I think it's so unnecessary at this point. Even when he was calling back to Dusty Rhodes and he was, you know, hitting his punches, doing a little jive. And then, you know, I was like, I thought for sure that the crowd would have at least cheered for that nod to his dad. They booed the shit out of him through that. <laughs> And I'm mob like, mentality, like you said, it really is the mob mentality It's become the cool, edgy thing to boo him. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't justifiable reasons to dislike the character. Obviously, different strokes for different folks. I just think the level of intensity of it is because everybody's picking up on it and they're just, you know, doing it. It's so, dope. yeah, I'm not typically a fan of these types of matches where you have two tag teams that are just kind of thrown together. It furthered the story. Did I love the match as much as I thought I would? Not really. It was well done for what it was. Um, there were a lot of great spots in that match. Like, you know, oohs and ahs. Pac is freaking inhuman, completely inhuman with the stuff that he does for a guy that's his build. So it was, it was well done. I'll say that. Was it, you know, I guess I had higher expectations of it, we'll say. But overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome, right, to piggyback on what you guys are saying. It was a great match. Um, I think that this match suffered from fatigue, right? I think that, you know, well, all the stuff that came before it, I think the crowd just didn't have a match to kind of calm down in. So they picked this one because yeah. the, the, they were kind of quiet at spots. And then, you know, like we keep saying, it's just this mob mentality. And to me, it's so stupid because, like, then you go on Twitter and people are like, I met Cody once. He was awesome. I love Cody, this and this. But then when you're in a, a room full of people, you're like, boo, yeah, boo, everything he does. Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are getting tired of him, fine. But, like, it, he's not in the world title pitcher. He's not in the TNT title pitcher. He's not in the tag team title pitcher. He's just a part of the yeah. show. And he's and, not winning all the time. He's yeah, not no, like, all he didn't win for, like, four months. Like, it's fine. And even though him and Pac won this match – he didn't get the pinfall. Pac got the pin pinfall. So, like, him and Alistair or him and Malachi were in the crowd. Like, they took each other out. So, and, and you know, it, further, it furthers the storyline between Pac and Andrade, the, between Cody and Malachi. Like, there's all this stuff that they got going on, which I think is awesome. And and this, and I, I don't know if Malachi is the one who posted this or somebody posted an article about it. But they were saying that, like, the stuff that Malachi has planned going forward is going to take it to an even higher level. I so, hope so. You know, sure hope so. I hope um, he like goes, awesome. I hope he recruits, starts recruiting people. You know what I mean? Yep. Like starts like getting people recruited and like, maybe like, maybe these people's faces start getting painted half, you know, like half something like they start getting into like a demonic state. 
a House of Black stable with that entrance, if they can do something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, they're oh. talking about that in the chat. I'm seeing yeah. yep. uh, Nate says uh, potentially King. Abaddon. Well, Jordan he King, did Jordan say King. in an interview, Malachi did say in an interview somewhere that uh, Butcher and Blade and, and Abaddon are people that he would like. I know Brody King uh, recently being released from Ring of Honor uh, is rumored because him and Brody King are, are tag team champions and I think PWG. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of options out there, a, a lot of great things. Um, I wouldn't want to see Butcher and Blade get um, taken away from Bunny because I love them three. So And Bunny's like a creepy character anyway, so she would also fit with the House but of Black. But her with but... like makeup on and in like in the same creepiness oh that's man. what i'm saying it'd be great and she's a big horror fan, yeah. so it'd be awesome but obviously abaddon would fit in perfectly there it'd be great mm-hmm. but um now going from that match to uh danielson versus miro right uh there was a lot of talk of who would win right because we all figured moxley would be winning this so like do you want danielson to win if if hangman's also winning uh, because you get the, the face versus face. Are we going to go with Miro here? Because Miro's in technically in the Moxley spot. Uh, you know, with the great promo that Miro cut, it, does this mean that like he kind of has to win big to further his story? But I, I ultimately think they went with the best decision in Danielson. Uh, you know, we don't know when their match will take place, but I think it'd be really cool if Hangman was the first one to beat Danielson to give him a look like he beat Kenny. He beats Danielson. We give him a further push to, to like kind of jumpstart his title reign, but Jackie, uh, do you think they went with the right decision here with having Danielson win? I think they did. Um, Danielson was my pick in our predictions to win. I think they were good about subtly telling stories here where Miro still came across as this monstrous badass. Like, if you'll notice, like, Danielson, you could see his hesitation in between moves, like, where he's kind of, like, coming back from an offense, and then he's looking like I got to change my strategy up because I got to come at this guy with something completely different than what I've been doing before, because he's unlike any opponent I've ever faced before. I love the fact that they hit um, the, uh, the LaBelle lock and the game over and both men escaped from each other's, you know, respective submission holds. Everybody came across very strong in this match. It wasn't like nobody got dumbed down or like, you know, kind of had to eat that loss. Uh, Miro never tapped out. So it keeps Miro looking strong, especially because we know that Danielson is on such a run right now where he is unstoppable. So I, I kind of liked Ant's prediction last week about Miro winning and, you know, being the, the heel to Hangman's uh, baby face going forward. But I had a feeling that wasn't going to happen. I knew I, I felt like Danielson is still on his run. He was going to win. Mm-hmm. Side note to this match, though. And I want your guys' opinions on this because I feel like this is a little bit of a controversial take. Oh, boy. A part of me wishes that the fans would start to stray away from the yes chant and start leaning a little more into the you're going to get your fucking head kicked in chant. When it comes to Danielson, I know that... Don't you think they're kind of leaning away from it already? I don't think the yeses are as... Oh, they are heavy Louded. this pay per view. They, they, they were they were happening at the beginning, like at, during Danielson's entrance, and I'm just like, it's <laughs> he, not that like it's an endearing part it. of his history. He teased it mid match. He went, he's like raising his hands up like the yes, but he wasn't exactly doing it. <laughs> but the crowd was doing it at the same time. It's like you know, it's yeah. coming back. I get this, this stupid handshake deal he's got with Vince has me all but 
mad and angry about it. I know he's being the respectful guy, and Vince went up to him and said, look, can you not do the yes chant? And Daniel, being a nice guy, agreed to not do it. But come on, man. Like it, It's just, it's, it's just a stupid chant. But to me, it's not even about that. It's almost like about like embracing Brian Danielson versus Daniel Bryan. And it's like, yes, I understand that, that is a part of his history, but it's like, let's take it to the next level and create a new chapter here. I just don't think that's it's ever going to go. That's my personal opinion. Um, nobody has to agree with me. I just feel like it would really just, like I said, cement this this new version or this this new chapter of his I think career. it's just like if if... He wouldn't, but if Stone Cold came in here and you wanted to get rid of the what chant, it would never stop. Yeah, it's just, it's a would. part of them. Yeah. It's a part of them. It, it's just kind of what it is. Now, uh, before I get your take, Kyle, so something that I noticed during this match, and I'm, I'm very interested if you guys or people in the chat think the same way. I don't know if it's different camera angles or just how wrestlers are perceived in AEW, but like there's moments in the match where and, and they do this with, with Pac too in all his matches. But it's like the size difference between Danielson and Miro didn't seem as big as it used to in WWE. Like in WWE, Miro always looked like he towered over him. Like he was so much bigger than him. But there was moments where like they're hitting each other and Danielson only looked a little bit smaller than him. Like I, obviously I, like I he's bigger than him, but like height-wise the difference did I don't know if it was they were shooting it from a certain angle, but like when, when Miro has his arms up and Danielson's kicking him in the side, like the size difference didn't seem that much. Yeah, I, I, I don't see know that. what you guys think. No, no, no. I, I know exactly what you mean. Now thinking back on the match, I do think Yeah, I do I, I do see that. And I think it has it it's gotta be it's straight up camera angles. It is straight up camera angles. So yeah. I think it's cool. I, I think they so just too. both look like they they look like competitors that would be fighting each other instead of like oh this dude's way bigger than him. I mean, like, they didn't even yeah. need camera yeah. angles because Miro literally dominated eighty five percent of that match. It was all Miro yeah. from the get go. Miro literally was playing with his food for like the first fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of that match, and I was sitting there. I'm looking at my buddy going, "Oh my god!" Like Miro is whooping Brian's ass. Like he Brian has not. It's all been Brian in the beginning of his matches so far, or like a good heavy back and forth up until this match where Miro, they, he made Miro look like an absolute star for being quickly put into this tournament. And, you know, it, it, they did such a well job of, of producing this match to a T. And I, I think this is one of my favorite matches of the night. And they both literally beat the living hell out of each other. And, it goes to show you again, Brian's. I'm loving this Brian Danielson where he can beat you with any move at any time of the match. Yep. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that. With any kind of move, mm-hmm. he can beat you, and that's what makes him dangerous. And they got to keep doing this, and I know they're going to keep doing this. We're going to see like a million different ways that Brian's won matches in in AEW. It's not always going to be the label lock. It's not always going to be the running knee. He's going to win with some crazy tag, like submission move. He watched a new Japan match last week and he took that and he's going to win with that match with that one. And I don't know if anyone's seen the press conference after at full gear first words out of his mouth. He's like, I know everyone, ex- you know, there's young talent here and stuff. He's like, I'm not here to put them over. I'm here to whoop their ass. Yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let them know. Yep. So yeah, I- I'm loving this. That new aggressive side of Danielson, it's a throwback to his Ring of Honor days, but like the best in the world 
Daniel uh, uh Brian Danielson is back and like because he's he not here he's in his around. prime he's in his prime this is Brian Danielson's prime he's in right now he's not a veteran at the end of his career looking to put over talent no 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 he wants to mm-hmm. beat that younger talent to continue being in his prime and to get to that yep. world title hundred I mean look at the year he's had right yeah. best wrestler of the year no one's had better matches this year than him it, yeah. it is just on another level um now we go to the last match that we're talking about tonight. And I saved it for the last for a reason. <laughs> Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk came into this pay-per-view with very minimum build. But it was, if not for uh, Hangman and Kenny, I think, personally, the most looked forward to match of the night. Most the story was match. on fire. It was emotional. Yeah. Everyone had stakes in it, right? And as we saw in the match, people were cheering for Eddie over Punk. Heavy and shout out to Punk. They were for doing the John Cena spot. <laughs> oh my god! Just to piss over the crowd. I uh, waited for it. I wanted him to do it so bad. I'm like, just do it. Uh, you can't so see me. <laughs> it's so great. But um, Jackie, you're the Eddie Kingston fan. How did it feel? How emotional did you get during this match? It was very emotional, but in a different kind of way. I feel like Eddie has this uncanny ability to make you feel whatever it is he's feeling at that mm-hmm. moment. Uh, when CM Punk is coming to the ring and you look and they the camera hones in on Eddie Kingston's face, he has the most sinister grin on his face. He's like, he the minute he got into the ring, it wasn't, there was no pomp and circumstance, not that there ever is with him, but he just like was like, I'm making a beeline for the ring, get in there, and he's throwing the hands up like, let's freaking go, bring him out. So it just like from the jump had this tension in it. Um, I think this match was obviously really hard hitting and really like, I don't want to say gory, but like, you know, there was, it was a lot of blood and everything like that. But this match to me was so much about the visuals. Punk's first blade and, since know, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like really? Eddie, yeah. Um, Eddie taking his hand and streaking it on, on Punk and then streaking his own face with Punk's blood. The visual of, you know, CM Punk looking towards, you know, towards the camera. He's all bloodied up and his eyes are wide and he looks deranged completely. And this is the punk that people wanted to see, right? Yeah. We're getting it. And, 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 you know, to say, to kind of go back to what you said before, like that's, listen, if, if you want to make an organic baby face that kind of, you know, appeals to the every man appeals to diehard wrestling fans who just want to see a fight and all this stuff especially indie wrestling fans right having somebody put his hand on a bloody face and then wipe it over his face like like he's in yeah. fucking sparta right or just vikings or something that's gonna Brave be hot in the chat if he's still here right <laughs> game of thrones like this dude is like he's just here for the fight like and he said it too last week like oh i'm not here to win or lose like i'm just here for the fight like that yeah. is how you get somebody over a different way than you would a super baby face like a hangman page or or a top or something like that. So I think it's it just epic storytelling. You know that's something that Eddie Kingston probably just did on the fly, which you gotta love. Why you gotta love Eddie Kingston for that? Yeah, he's in the moment at all times. It's like he's not really. It's not like in the moment as in I'm gonna play to the crowd to do something that's gonna really pop them. It's like no, this is like me on on all the way up to 10, fully aggressive. And I love that about Eddie. Um, I I didn't think he was going to win this match, and he didn't. And I really hope that this is just part one 
to this saga because I need this to continue. This cannot be a one and done situation. Um, I just love what's happening with Punk too. And in terms of now him tilting out of that ultra happy go lucky baby face, which made sense at the time. I'm not knocking that. It absolutely Mm -hmm. made sense for him to come in with that attitude. But let's see it turned up a little bit. Let's see that aggressive side turned up. Yeah. And and listen, I couldn't agree with you more. I want to see a trilogy between them three. I want th- I want this feud to end at Revolution. Give me a couple more months of this. You could have them do stuff. You maybe Punk goes to move on and you have um Kingston be like, no, this isn't over yet. Like this isn't over till I say it's over and let's get some time into this. But Kyle, what'd you think of it? I think Jackie nailed it too when she said tension. The tension was extremely high in this match. Um, shout out to Punk for wearing some fight shorts. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a nod back to his Ring of Honor days when he used to wear the long shorts. I don't know if he's ever going to go try to wear those again, but I saw a lot of people make the connection there. Um, so he, he's kind of just had three different attires so far, and I think he's yeah, just like I, he I think he's messing with people because he, he clearly messes with people on Twitter, saying it might like the one match. He's like it may be a long boy day because he knows people hated the long boys. Did, did, did you see when he blamed it on Anna J? Like, oh, it was her fault. Yeah, she, she's the one who picked it backstage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the tension like right before ring, like Eddie Kingston attacked Punk before the bell rung, and I'm like, oh, okay, so they're they're really going they're really going for this match, and they put on a stellar stellar match and it was all that i could ask for between these two um i think the one thing that would have made it perfect we knew who was in the press box watching scouting was team Mm -hmm. taz what made it would have been perfect is punk bloody face and all grabbing the mic looking up to the press box and go send hook (laughs) and drop the mic (laughs) Kyle that just dying that would have been the hook. best moment of the entire pay-per-view i would have marked out huge just say send hook and drop the mic and stare down hook at the press box that's how you set up between those two because you know people you know are waiting funny for that too like it sounds ridiculous but AEW is a company that does stuff based on fan interaction on social media like we saw they made a storyline out of the suzuki thing of not playing his full music and they made it like a whole thing so like it sounds crazy what kyle's saying but that could have very well happened like it could have easily happened yeah i i i was waiting for that i'm like oh my god they showed earlier that they're in the press box quote-unquote scouting and like hooks just chilling there and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, can Punk, I told my buddy, I'm like, Punk, can Punk just grab the mic at the end and just say send hook? Because you know Punk knows about that Twitter account. You know he knows about that Twitter account that, that puts the video of him saying send hook at least three times a day, every single day of the week. Um, oh, yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's got to be known. And that would have made, that would have been, that would have popped the crowd. That would have got the crowd like, but would have made a massive pop if that had to happen. And I think that yeah, was like a yeah. missing thing there. I'm like, even if, I don't know why they're not doing this right away. Because it's just Hook. I, this is not like a... They're not going to fight at pay-per-view, these two. This yeah. is going to be a Dynamite or Rampage. Or a special Dynamite Rampage. It's going to be a special event. It's not going to be a pay-per-view. Why not just end it and just say send Hook and drop the mic? That would be yeah. awesome. But of uh, continuing feud, I'm still open to. Um, apparently, it was in the chat. I did read that earlier, too, that Eddie Kingston wrestled with a partial separated shoulder. So I don't know how long he's going to be out for. So if it is long-term, Punk has a million different people that he can go and have a feud with. And there's a bunch of people that I would love to see CM Punk go up against and maybe have feuds with. So um, 
I'm all for it. I, I can't wait for the future with uh, CM Punk because, you know, it, it's been now it's been like what five or six matches and he's starting to look like he's back. He's ready to go now. Like there was like the, the the ring rust obviously in the first couple of matches. We're waiting mm-hmm. to get back to that that speed. He's going. I've seen he's gained a lot more stamina, um, and it's all coming back to him. So I I I think Punk's ready to go now. Start elevating him to a higher feud. Get get into get go into overdrive. Start going to something. Yeah, I else. think. I think Eddie would have been the step. It was a kind of, I don't want to say he's a stepping stone, but it was, it's a catalyst moment where now it's like, he's kicked it up to that next level. There's no going back. I mean, now. You're not going to go back to the lesser. If opponents. Adam yeah. Cole is not in a storyline with a title, give us Cole and punk. Oof. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please. That would be revolution. Right? One-on-one. Give yeah. it to us. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so now as we wind down the show, um, any final thoughts? I'll start with you, Jackie, because I know you got a great promo to cut against Bleacher Report. So go ahead, because oh, we're we're God. clipping this out and we're tagging them in it. No, <laughs> go please, ahead, please, Jackie. Please do. See, because like I wanted to be like positive and talk about like some high points in the you know mm-hmm. the thing, but if you want to just go for the dirt, we'll go. For no, the we're dirt. going for the dirt first. We're gonna end. We're gonna end strong. End on a high. All right. Dear AEW. Hi. Hi. It's me again. <laughs> Uh, you didn't answer my last letter about the picture in picture, but I'm gonna let that slide. Um, AEW has got to do something about this freaking connection with Bleacher Report. I know that there's probably a whole legality thing behind it. Who owns what company and whatever, like maybe they're tied into some kind of contract. Bleacher Report delivered probably the worst freaking pay-per-view experience I've had in a long time. I have not had an issue on anything. Like I know I ordered all out on fight, but I ordered on fight because freaking Bleacher Report was having so many damn problems. So they had to let people get in on fight. I was seeing people complaining that the first part of the pay-per-view completely glitched out for them. Somebody said they had to buy the pay-per-view twice. They had receipts that says that they were charged twice, but in order to get the pay-per-view, they had to like make a secondary purchase. Uh, The replay Right after, like, typically you get an on-demand version replay immediately after the show is over. Um, An image came up that says the replay will be available soon. I don't know what Bleacher uh, Report's definition of soon is because it was midday on a Sunday and the replay still wasn't up. They had to do damage control and start doing a live replay of it to kind of pacify people in the meantime, plus make it available for uh, for the replay for purchase on fight. It was a freaking cluster fuck it was so bad so for me that i didn't get to see full gear live because i had a previous engagement to tend to um i thought well once the pay-per-view is over i'm gonna immediately watch back what i missed wasn't so i was trying to scramble to find a way because i'm like how am i gonna recap a show that i didn't even watch yeah um and thankfully and this is the biggest shout out biggest shout out ever to carrie because carrie was like on it like a mission she was like here's my login, try this, like, you know, whatever, just, and she finally got me the hookup. So Carrie came through. I love her to death because if it wasn't for her, I probably not would have not seen full gear in its entirety before we had to do this damn show. I really hope that either they figure something out with Bleacher Report, like get your stuff together or just completely do it exclusively on fight. Cause I cannot freaking deal with this again. It doesn't make any sense to me. So do you because guys, is it easy for you Americans to get fight TV? 
Yes. It's not available on Fight, though. Oh, it is for me. Yeah, in, well, it's only available yeah. internationally. Oh, so Fight doesn't show the pay-per-view in the... It did. It used to. When mm -hmm. it was on Bleacher Report Live, it also showed on Fight. But since Bleacher Report Live doesn't exist anymore and it's just all Bleacher Report now, it's been on Bleacher Report. However, like Jackie said... The, at All Out, people were having trouble ordering it. So the wow. day of, they were like, okay, fine. We'll open it up on Fight. And a lot of people got it there. Now, yeah. I I ordered All Out on Bleacher Report, no problems. I ordered Full Gear on Bleacher Report, no problems. Except, of course, with my luck, it freezed or froze during Ty Conti and Britt Baker. Oh. I had to back out completely and come all the way back in because I watched through my Xbox. Now, a big problem also is just like Fight. Bleach Report is not on Apple TV. It's not on Amazon Fire Stick. So it is up here. <laughs> for you, it is. But I get me, Fight TV everywhere up Canada. here. <laughs> so I don't. So um, I was watching it through my Xbox. And I was having a lot of troubles ordering it because it, 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 I would order it and then it would make me sign out. And it was it was just it's a weird app. I know there's talks about them having their own streaming service, AEW, in next year. I hope that it listen. If we if we all need to say what we don't like about the Bleacher Report thing, because Tony Khan will fix it. He's shown in the past that they're very quick to fix things like this. And listen, it's messing with people's money. I see people in the chat talking about illegal streams. Don't do that. All right, spend your money. Mm -hmm. it, there's only four pay per views a year. I know. I understand. It pays $50. the wrestlers. The wrestlers get yeah. cut. So pay the wrestlers. I understand it's fifty dollars, <laughs> and we're used to the WWE model of ten dollars a month. Mm -hmm. But there's only four a year. There isn't one every two weeks. There's four a year. Save up your money. Please buy the pay-per-views. Plus, these are incredible cards, right? This is just as incredible as All Out, just as incredible as Double or Nothing, just as incredible as Revolution. Even though Revolution was a little weird this year, but we won't talk about that. Everything else is incredible. But you want to see this in the best quality. You don't want your stream to cut out, and then you have to find another stream, and then it gets taken down. Like, nah, you need to see these things as they happen live because you never know who can show up. I mean, at All Out... We had those three great surprises, you know, at Full Gear. We had Jay Lethal. That was a huge surprise. Buy the pay-per-view. Don't I mean, be cheap. Yeah, look, what was in the chat? You know, if you got a group of friends together, yeah, chip in. Or if you got, like, a, a loved one or something like that, you know, ask them to chip in and watch the pay-per-view. Yeah. And if, yeah. if not, if you're watching alone, pay. Pay it. You got four four events a month. It's not once a month. It's four events. Or, sorry, four events four a event. year. <laughs> four events a month. Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> Overkill. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's it's that easy, guys. Come on, support. Uh, but yeah, Jackie, it does suck. Um, I hope they do figure out uh, something for you guys in the U.S. Like, I really, I don't understand so. why they don't that open it brutal. up to Fight TV because that's strange. That that's not an option for you guys because it's Fight TV has been the simplest thing I've ever used in my entire life, and it's available everywhere. It's on my Fire yeah, Stick. And, it's on my Xbox. It's on a when, you know browser like a, a everything. Right. When it was on Bleacher Report Live, there were no issues whatsoever. Never had an issue with it. When they switched over, first of all, it's impossible to even freaking find it. Like if I searched AEW Full Gear to try to like buy the pay-per-view, it wouldn't even come up in the search. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just like there were so many freaking things that were completely wrong with it. I really hope that they get it sorted out before Revolution because I don't want to deal with that again. Yeah, dude, it's the worst. Um, but let's end this show on a high note. So I'll go to you, Kyle, first. What, oh, what of your... Oh. What are your highs from Full Gear? My highs from Full memories. Gear. Oh man, um, a lot of the entrances were were nailed on point, pay per view feel type entrances. Um, a lot of the matches over delivered, which is a good thing. 
And I think they ended the uh, the story with Hangman and Adam Page or Hang- Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega. Hey, Hangman and, and Adam Page. <laughs> they, they, they nailed <laughs> the end of that story perfectly with the Bucks coming out, doing the nod of approval to Hangman twice, and then him winning the belt, and then throwing down the beer and hugging the Dark Order and celebrating with them. They nailed the end of that storyline perfectly. They nailed it on the on the head. They did everything mm-hmm. good. This was a very well properly structured pay-per-view from start to finish. Nothing felt rushed. Everything felt great and they had exceptional matches. It was an amazing pay-per-view. Jackie. All right. So I picked three different things and I tried not to like go with necessarily the, the match itself because we've discussed that enough, but um, one Malachi black's ring entrance mm-hmm. personal high for me. I, I, I'm like on the freaking Malachi Black bandwagon. Oh, also, all the way. I gotta announce that I'm also on the uh, now Jamie Hater bandwagon. I've officially jumped. Um, someone caught me and they 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 dragged me on, so I'm on there. So uh, <laughs> I ordered the shirt. Haters gonna hate. I'm yep. officially a Jamie Hater fan. Hell yeah. Um. So Hell the yeah. buck the, the the Bucks role in the Hangman match. I thought that was absolutely done to perfection. That beautiful storytelling. The fact that they can tell an entire story without saying a damn word. It's all facial expressions. Um. That was a perfect little you know cherry on top to that match. Um. But one of my highest personal highs would be the tributes to Eddie Guerrero throughout the entire pay per view. I just thought that that was a really, really classy thing. Um, And I won't say for AEW to do. Um, I'm going to put that on the wrestlers themselves um, because I'm sure that those were their decisions to give those nods to, you know, some to a freaking tremendous one of a kind wrestler that we'll never, ever see again. Can't believe it's been 16 years, but shout out to everybody that did their nod to Eddie in in their matches. So for me, my uh, personal highs... I agree with you guys. The, the the Hangman Kenny story, it was perfection, right? right. Um, it's, it's one of the things I love most about AEW. They don't let fans knowing the outcome. Like, fans, oh, we all want this. We're fantasy booking this. Ruin them finishing the story the right way. So I love that. Of course, the Ty Conti performance, that's there. But the one thing we didn't mention this whole time that I definitely want to shout out, the stage. Oh yeah. I've been oh, a big yeah. person of I wish they would do different stages for the pay-per-views. Even if they keep like even if this is the full gear stage going forward, it's always this. I want it to look different than Dynamite and Rampage because the stages always look the same. Mm-hmm. And with only four pay-per-views a year, it's you you have more than enough time of doing it. And I'm not talking about double or nothing where it's just a dynamite stage with poker chips around it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see different setup. And yeah. I love the way the stage looked. So huge shout out to that because it was really cool because you felt like you were in a different event mm-hmm. and a different thing. And I hope when they do Battle of the Belts at um in the beginning of January, that big show, that the stage is different for that too. Like let let's get some. You're making some money, all right, yeah. Tony Khan. You're making some money on this. You this, already have money to begin with. <laughs> yeah, your little startup business is starting to make some money. Let's put it into these stages, all right? <laughs> you, you look at Jeez. WWE. You look at your competition there. I will say it's competition. They got a giant freaking titan tron screen i don't care it still looks awesome do something crazy do yeah. something nuts revolution do give us something crazy yeah theme it out a little bit yeah but uh phil do you want to do the honors of letting people know where they can get more elite pov content so if you guys are listening to this back on 
all of our podcast platforms. You can follow us and watch the show live, twitch.tv slash elite POV, where you could participate in the live chat, like all the great people we have listening live right now. Also, we open up a Patreon, patreon.com slash elite POV. We have great content up there. If you guys missed it last week, Kyle did an incredible interview with Ant talking about his journey from all elite podcast to now elite POV. That is a must listen. And also publicly, I know I, I, I said this to them privately, but publicly just shout out to Jackie and Jamie for an incredible episode of top girl talk. Listen, Jackie never had any podcast experience and to hear her do an absolutely incredible job hosting the show warmed my heart great first episode it is a must listen those two shows alone are the reason why you guys should sign up to the patreon if you guys are watching the twitch chat right now we have the the feed up of all the different tiers to give you guys we have a bunch of stuff coming for you guys if you guys want to see different stuff from us you got to let us know on our twitter at elite pov on our instagram at elite pov as well to get all this great stuff it's going to be a huge year in 2022 for all of us so make sure you guys follow us and the show and everything we have going on if you want to follow me it's at philium elite kyle let them know where they can follow you you guys can follow me at all elite kyle on twitter the only all elite kyle on twitter you got to follow right now um speaking <laughs> of patreon me and actually jamie strange our uh, social media coordinator i think i'm going to call her uh behind the scenes yep. uh we have something really big planned um Ooh. has to do Ooh. with uh, if you guys ever heard the snack crate we've got them Ooh. ordered yep. on the way so you guys are gonna want wait for to, that uh subscribe to the patreon guys little as one dollar a month you can subscribe to the one dollar tier that supports us here on the show and gets you access to the content on there there are other tiers with other awesome uh rewards for the other tiers that you do subscribe to but guys we are going to pump out so much content in the next couple of months and in 2022 you guys are not going to want to miss us do not miss this bus hop on with us because we are taking this podcast into the next level folks so you can follow me at ollie kyle again but make sure you are also mostly importantly following this podcast on patreon and on twitter elite p o v jackie let them know where they can follow you Damn, how do you follow all that? <laughs> it's almost like he used to host his own show or something. Right? It's the reason why like I got signed. Show us up. <laughs> yeah. That's what we hired you for, Kyle. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at loveyoumake24. And you can find me on Instagram at jacksdrawpov. We are also on TikTok, for those of you who use TikTok, at ElitePOVClips. Uh, like Kyle and Phil said, we are really going to take this to the next level when it comes to we don't want to just be a podcast we want to be your source for all types of AEW content and I'm just like I'm I am so personally hyped and I hope that you guys will come on this journey with us because it's going to be freaking amazing and and with that we say goodbye thank you guys for listening and remember you don't need a hat to be a cowboy <laughs>